Welcome to Reimagining the Internet from the Initiative for Digital Public Infrastructure at the University of Massachusetts at Amherst. We're talking to researchers, techies, activists, academics, and journalists about what's wrong with the internet and how to fix it. I'm your host, Ethan Zuckerman. We are starting off today uh, with two friends who have a great deal of perspective on how local communities actually work, how they function, what they do well, and, and what they don't do as well. Speaking second, but introduced first, uh, is my friend Sarah Lomax-Reese. She's the president and CEO of WURD Radio. It's Pennsylvania's only Amer- African-American-owned talk radio station. Um, she's really transformed this station from a kind of a legacy talk radio station, a kind that seemed to be going out of business across the U.S., to a multimedia company with original programming on air and online and through community events. It's an incredible model uh, for what radio can do for mobilizing a community. Um, She's also served as an adjunct professor of communications at Oglethorpe University in Atlanta. Um, She's been involved with just countless commissions and conversations about the future of journalism. We actually met through one of these uh, run by the Aspen Institute and the Knight Foundation. Sarah, I learn from you every time you talk. Uh, I'm so thrilled that you could join us. Let me hand the mic over to you, please. Thank you very much, Ethan, for the invitation. Michael, I really enjoyed your uh, presentation. Hello, everyone. I am Sarah Lomax-Reese. I'm the president and CEO of WURD Radio, as um, Ethan introduced me. Um, and I'm just going to go through this um, this this presentation deck. Um, this is my father, Walter P. Lomax Jr., MD, and uh, that's Martin Luther King, <laughs> if you didn't recognize him. Um, my father is the founder of WURD. He was uh, an amazing physician. He was a philanthropist, and he was um, a very successful businessman. Um, he became so successful that he had the financial wherewithal to purchase WURD in 2002. And he did that for the sole reason he was not a media person. He consumed media. He read everything. He listened to to Black Talk Radio. Um, He was a very learned person, but he was not in the business of media at all. But he bought WURD because someone came to him, a, um, a radio icon from Philadelphia, who came to my father and said, "Um, Doc, you know, a lot of people know that you have resources. A lot of people are going to come to you for um, for money and and to support their various uh, issues and causes. But you're not going to be able to support everyone. But through if you acquire this radio station WURD, you'll be able to give everyone a voice, and that is as powerful, if not more powerful, than um, than than just dollars. And so, you know, uh, Philadelphia has this incredible history of Black Talk Radio. And in 2002, it was about to basically go dark because, um, you know, the, the, the legacy station was going out of business. And again, um, someone came to my father and asked him if he would purchase WURD, which was on the market at the time. And he was persuaded by that argument about giving people a voice and particularly Black people a voice. And so um, we are locally owned, family owned. I run it. um, My family owns it. Um, We're incredibly focused on our audience. 
and are all about trying to solve uh, the challenges and problems that emerge um, through our two-way talk format. Um, we are mission-driven. Um, even though we are for-profit, we are a commercial station, but we are very much about um, serving the community. And we see ourselves as the, the voice of uh, Philadelphia's Black community. And um, let me see if I can move this out of the way. I don't know if that's showing up for you guys. Um, so, you know, just in, in terms of our... Um, our uh, range of, of what we do. We are we broadcast both on AM and FM. Um, we started as an AM and uh, in 2017, they did this thing in the radio world where you could uh, purchase an FM translator. And so that was like a huge, huge process <laughs> um, to, to go through, but we were successful. I mean, it was like many, many moving parts um, to satisfy the FCC's requirements. But in 2017, we, we simulcast on AM and FM. Uh, we have a membership program called the Forward Movement, um, where people who can basically get whatever we do for free um, believe so deeply in what we do, they pay $90 a year to uh, be a member. And we, we have all kinds of perks and, and benefits associated with it. Um, and then we, we also have expanded into um, video and definitely a lot in terms of social and uh, just expanded our digital offerings, which I'll get into a little bit more. And so we've developed to be this very multimedia, multi-platform um, organization that's both audio and digital events, a lot of community events, pre-COVID, social and our member, um, our membership uh, program. And then, you know, like again, pre-COVID, we were out in the street all the time. We curate over a hundred community engagement events per year that could range anything from like a, a major event that, um, that we produce um, with, with uh, you know, keynote speakers and stuff like that to just going to an event where we're broadcasting live, you know, so we're like, have Mike, we'll travel. And so we became very well known for being embedded in the community and being on site at various uh, events. And another key part of our growth and evolution um, has been around partnerships. We've developed partnerships with uh, other media organizations, with business organizations, um, with um, you know cultural organizations, the Free Library, just everyone, because we really are one of the few uh, media organizations that really have instantaneous access and, and uh, engagement with the Black community all the time. And um, I'll get into this in just a second. Um, Philadelphia is a very Black town. Uh, so this is just a, a, a visual of some of the events that, that we um, do, both from like you know, marches and rallies, not that we do them, but we cover them to curated events and, and things like that. And so we're, we're very much um, in, in the community. Um, and this is just, uh, we did a, a, a marketing campaign on the buses in Philly. So we were literally on the road. Um, just a little bit of, of background on Philadelphia's um, demographics. You know, we're the fifth largest market in the United States. Um, it is a very black town. It's about 45, 44% um, black slash African-American. Um, and really, you know, it's about, I think, 15% Latino and 8% uh, Asian. So it is one of those very majority 
minority cities, you know, Philadelphia is. Um, and one of the, the the other things that that we have we contend with is it's the poorest big city in the nation, and there's and, and with that comes a lot of different um, societal challenges in terms of high unemployment, in terms of um, you know like low literacy and and a lot of things. And so we we at WURD really try and wade into all of those things. Um, just from you know a, a programming standpoint, in terms of our core product, which is the the um, the the radio uh, content, we're a, a talk uh, a talk station. So it's a two way format. People and we we are not big on screening calls. So you know you can kind of get you get what you get. And so whoever's a guest or whoever is uh, moderating the conversations have to be very nimble and and, and able to one. Um, you know, make sure the information is correct that's being shared, but also um, to to just be able to react in a in a constructive way. But it's a very powerful opportunity for the Black community, which is you know does not have very many vehicles to speak and be heard, to really engage and to allow uh, a forum for the diversity of the Black community. So you know, we have everything from you know, religious diversity to geographic diversity in terms, we have people who listen from, you know, Germany and Australia and other places. And then we we also have, um, you know, the diaspora, the black diaspora, Jamaican, Haitian and African who are a part of the Philadelphia community. And all of, we try and create spaces for the the, the broadest range of voices to be heard. Um, so we can, we can really show that the black community is not monolithic in, in any way, shape or form. Um, we also broadcast city council live. Um, we're the only radio station in the city that broadcasts uh, a weekly, um, and it's basically like a C-SPAN like thi thing. We're, um, you know, we're we're just airing it, and so the community can hear what are their city council members voting on. What are the debates? Who are the what are the big issues that the their their local elected governmental officials are. Um, are discussing and navigating. And so that's that's a very powerful community service that I think that, that we provide. We also have um, live and local programming from 6 a.m. to uh, 9 p.m. Monday through Friday. And that's unique too, because um, a lot of black radio stations might have a talk show or uh, you know a, a block of talk shows, but we are like, you know, sun up to sundown talk. And that's that's very, very unique. Um, just like some statistics about black radio. A lot of people say radio's dead, radio's dying. Well, I'm here to say that we're alive and kicking. And in the black community, it is still a very powerful medium. And um, although, you know, our format, the black talk format, it is absolutely dwindling. We are one of only three remaining black talk stations in the country. And, um, you know, it's a very hard business model to make work. And so, you know, and, and we see the, the, the number of black owned radio stations and, and television stations in general dwindling, whether it's music or, or a talk format, but the talk format is particularly, um, is, is particularly uh, small. And so um, just a, a little bit about our, our demographics. As you can imagine, you know, we're AM and FM terrestrial radio. Uh, so our audience skews older. Um, it, it's primarily in that kind of 45 to, 
to 65 plus, um, I'll say 45 and up range. Um, we have the most loyal, committed, um, invested readers, I mean, not readers, listeners uh, anywhere. And so um, it skews a little bit more female to male, but um, we do have a growing kind of um, digital uh, audience that, that especially with COVID, we really were able to to grow our, our digital listens as well as our video streams, which I'll get into in, in a minute. Um, yeah, so like with everyone, you know, COVID kind of created uh, an, an urgency around uh, digital expansion. And so, you know, reimagining the, the internet, um, I don't know if we are reimagining the internet, but we certainly, um, leaned in um, both into kind of our digital capacity and, and had to up our digital game tremendously. But we also leaned more deeply into our audio, our radio platform, because what we found with COVID was that everybody was doing Zoom. Everybody was 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 really trying to figure out how to stay relevant in um, in this this COVID moment. And we were like, wow, we have this this um, this unique element that is radio. And so we made sure that we didn't just pivot to try and do everything um, video, but we we simulcasted everything we did on video, we did on, on audio. And so we had to make sure that our content was relevant, both in the audio and video platforms. And we, we it had, had installed cameras in our studios prior to COVID, but we were kind of like dabbling around with it. But with COVID, we doubled down and we created what we call Word TV. And what that is, is basically what's broadcasting in our studios. It's uh, it's it's simulcast onto Facebook Live, YouTube, and um, through our wordradio.com um website. And so, you know, it, the video capacity has, has just taken off and we're now in a position where we're, we're starting to really curate um, our, our video content the same way that we're trying to curate our audio content. And this is just an example of some of our most recent special broadcasts that were both um, video and audio. And um, like just yesterday, we have a, a very contentious DA, um, uh, election that's coming up next Tuesday, uh, May 18th. And yesterday we had the two candidates squaring off. One is very progressive um, and one is, is, well, so I'll put it this way. One is is endorsed by the Fraternal Order of Police and one is endorsed by, you know, the black churches, the black, you know, progressives, the black everything else. And so, um, you know, it was a very fascinating um, debate and one that that really centered the concerns and issues of the black community, which you did not get in the, the, the two other debates that um, that happened pre previously. And so, you know, we are able to kind of show our differentiator. Um, also today, if you look um, on the end, it says, remember, um, remember move. And so, you know, today, uh, May 13th is the 36th anniversary of the MOVE bombing. So many people know nothing about this incredibly tragic, horrific moment in Philadelphia history when a bomb, a government-sanctioned bomb, was dropped on this house that had 13 um, people in it, and 11 of them died. Um, 
I think five or six of them were children. And so every year, Word does a major spotlight on, because I, you know, so many people, and it decimated an entire city block. So, so many people are still alive from that, from that horrific moment, but a lot of people don't know about it. So we dedicated today to doing um, a day long kind of remembrance of, of MOVE. And that's kind of just an example of the kind of work that we're uniquely positioned to do that, um, you know, is, is, is centering our audience. And that is um, a multimedia expl- um, uh, uh, pub- promotion and, and um, uh, uh, execution. Um, we also have dabbled with podcasts. This was a podcast that, that I uh, moderated um, that really was a retrospective of how WURD covered the big issues in 2020. So, you know, the, um, the COVID crisis, the racial justice uprisings, the um, 2020 election, and then one just really, one episode, it was four episodes, one episode just really looking at how Black radio is uniquely positioned to explore these different issues. And so, you know, word was, um, was, was we were able to, and I look at it really as almost like an archive now, because it really captures what we as a team, as an organization went through in this amazingly challenging um, and consequential year in 2020. So we're considering doing more podcasts as we go, go along. We also have um, two verticals. One is called EcoWord. It's an environmental justice initiative, um, which we started in 2018. And it's very much looking at the intersection of um, health, economics, uh, the environment, and the Black community and social justice. And so we're, 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 we do regular weekly segments. We are one of the few Black uh, media outlets that are covering environmental justice from a Black perspective um, all the time. We have a partnership with Covering Climate Now, which is um, you know out of the Columbia Journalism Review organization. And we just, um, again, really trying to look at what are the issues that disproportionately affect the Black community and how can we um, you know, communicate and, and, and create conversations and content around these issues that educate, inform, and inspire. And what a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people and think of environmental justice or environmental issues, and they think of like, you know, white Birkenstock wearing people in Vermont, (laughs) sorry, Michael, Um, and, and, you know, like tree huggers and stuff like that. But when you, when you really look at the, the realities, Black communities are the communities that are on the front lines of, you know, most of the pollution, most of the, the these refineries and these things that, that are put smack dab in the middle of Black communities, which creates, you know, disproportionate rates of, of asthma and breast cancer and, you know, learning difficulties and all of these things because of our environment. So we're, we're really looking at um, how we can make these issues um, relevant and, and connect with our community. We, we do what I call service journalism. Um, some people wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily call it that, but we, we, do, um, we have a, a, a health campaign going on right now called Go to Know, which is all about trying to educate our listeners about colorectal cancer and how they can take a kind of a non-invasive test to, um, to, to find out if they are um, predisposed or, or are, are at risk 
for colorectal cancer. And so that's in partnership with a, a few um, with a few health systems and things like that. But it's all about education and awareness. We also have uh, an initiative called Livelihood, which um, was launched in in 2019, and um, it was really about connecting, looking at the poverty rate and the high unemployment rates in the Black community. And it's um, really about using all of our platforms to connect Black Philadelphians to jobs, um, small business resources, um, you know, financial literacy, entrepreneurship opportunities, and to also help corporations in Philadelphia connect with diverse talent. And so, you know, we we really take our job seriously about um, how we can use our platforms to wade into and to to try and resolve and solve some of the, the intractable problems in Philadelphia. Just about our, our revenue mix, our business model, like I said, we are for profit. Right now, we our membership is about 10% of our, of our revenues, about 15% we get from grants and about 75% from advertising and sponsorships. We're hoping to, to shift that in the future to be more membership heavy, um, a little bit more grant heavy, and a little less reliant on advertising and sponsorships. And then the other is, you know, is like merch and, and other kinds of things. And then, you know, this is just kind of a sample of how we kind of position WURD for, um, you know, in terms of the different um, the different assets that we have that we, we can, um, you know, leverage or sell like on-air, digital, annual events, vignettes. Um, and and all kinds of live and virtual events, um, newsletters and things like that. I wanted to just take a second and I'm about to wrap up um, just to, to let folks know that um, in addition to WURD, I also co-founded a new company called URL Media, which is all about creating um, a network of high-performing black and brown owned local media organizations. And so we've, we, we started, we've started with eight, Word is one of them. And um, we have Palabra, Haitian Times, Epicenter, Scroll, Stack, um, TBN24, Documented, and Scalawag. And each of these organizations are um, serving their local communities really uh, effectively and, and, and authentically. And what we wanted to do with URL was kind of create an, an, uh, an opportunity to aggregate our, uh, our reach, our content, and um, potentially develop um, greater uh, visibility and, and reach for our content. And, and then as well, create additional ways to generate revenues for black and brown owned um, media organizations. So I think, and, and it, this, this, uh, it, it, it hinges very much on, uh, technology and, um, and local. So we're trying to get the, the reach of national and, and, um, the, by, by creating this network, but also be very intentional about serving individual, um, specific communities. And I think that's it. Reimagining the Internet is hosted by me, Ethan Zuckerman, and produced by Mike Sugarman, who also composed this music. 
Follow us at publicinfrastructure.org to learn more about what we're up to at the Initiative for Digital Public Infrastructure, and please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it.